Hello and welcome back to the NUFC Opinion Blog for the January monthly podcast. I'm joined by my now regular podcast uh, co-analyst, co-host, however you want to call it, Dylan Pick. How are we, Dylan? I'm not bad, Daniel. Thanks for, thanks for getting us on. How are you doing? No problem, mate. I'm absolutely fine. Certainly all the better after today's result. Uh, we'll, we'll come to that a bit later on in the discussion. But, of course, this is January's podcast. And so we're going to start just by having a chat about all the games that have gone through and happened this month. It hasn't exactly been the best month now, has it? No, definitely not. I mean, obviously, we're in a lot lot higher appraisal today just because of what we've seen, which we'll get on to a bit later on. But, yeah, it was a bit doom and gloom. Throughout January, to be fair. Yeah, certainly. With we, we didn't score. I think if you include today, you know, that's we doubled our tally today. I think. Yeah, pretty. I think we have done. Yeah, we only scored one, two yeah. goals before that in January. So yeah. yeah, first game we had in January was on the third. It was a Sunday, and it was at home to Leicester. We lost that two-one at home. So, you know, Leicester are a good side, and doing well this season. Have them for the past couple of seasons. So. A 2-1 loss at home wasn't the end of the world, but considering that, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible performance and Andy Carroll got a goal and we had a chance to maybe nick something at the end. It may be a bit disappointing. I don't know what you thought on that one. Yeah, I thought at the start, I don't think we were actually set up that bad. Like you say, obviously Leicester are a good team and, you know, however you want to say it, if Leicester should be a lot higher than Newcastle is a completely separate argument. But on paper, you would probably take a draw in a game like that but I mean in terms of creativity I mean obviously we scored at the end with Andy Carroll and I remember we did push for it for the last kind of five to ten minutes but it was I mean it, it just was all Leicester and obviously the goals eventually came for them and it brought us down yeah, but like I say it, yeah. I believe it was was it, was it Madison and Tealmans I think who got the goals I'll, I'll yeah it was a great goal from Tealmans yeah, Madison well. and Tealmans yeah they were, yeah there were some good finishes in it it's to be expected you know they've got some good players Leicester you know obviously the likes of Jimmy Vardy James Madison Yuri Tealmans etc he was a Perez former Newcastle player. I mean, he hasn't exactly been firing on all cylinders for Leicester of late. Perez, so I wonder what the issue is there. But I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's a. I don't know if he's a big hit with the fans. I don't know. And I, I mean, think, in fairness, he, he wasn't with us really until the end when he started. Still, his boots off. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an interesting one. Perez often divides opinion because when he's on it, he can be really good. When he's not, he can be woeful. Or he can go missing very easily. Yeah, he can very easily, and, and he'll just not hear from him for game. I think the thing at Newcastle was he always started a season. The first half of the season was terrible, and then the second half, he yeah, suddenly he's going a bit of run of form, score maybe three or four goals in a row, and then just looks the hero every season. I uh, know, obviously, at the moment he maybe isn't doing it for Leicester, but to be honest, for Leicester, that's probably the least of their worries because they're sitting quite happily in the top half of Wait, the league, yeah, doing he's, very well. He's a backup player for them, whereas he ended up being like a main player for us. So Exactly. Like it shows it. how it shows just how far a club like Leicester have come. Like Leicester are, in my opinion, that their club sizes are nowhere near as big as Newcastle. But no. For, for them to be the way they are, with, with a good manager like Brendan Rodgers, challenging for Champions League places every season, Credit to them that the ownership and the fan connection with the ownership there is absolutely fantastic. And hats off to that the sort of dynasty they've created there after winning the Premier League in 15-16. They've they've really built on that and, and secured a lot of good finishes in the Premier League since, I think at least. Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone's got a bit of a soft spot for Leicester now since the since the league when you do want to see the smaller teams kind of jump into that big six. Um and they're, they're obviously smashing it at the minute. So like I say, whether you mm-hmm. actually think Leicester should be a lot bigger than Newcastle on paper is 
probably a different argument, but mm. going into that game, you would take a draw and you know, a couple of great, great goals from them. Yes, it's, it was nice to see Andy Carroll get, get, get on the score sheet, of course, his first goal back at yeah. Newcastle since, but of course it wasn't to be. It is what it is. It's they're a good side. It's 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 when we side. move on to the, the next Premier League game who aren't a great side at the No, minute. this was and, this uh, was awful. Bit of a shamble. I would probably go on record and say that is the worst performance I've seen any Newcastle team play in my life. In my lifetime, yes. I, I'm sure there will have been other performances that were equally bad before our time, but certainly Yes, definitely. That 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 was utterly awful. The one nil loss to Sheffield United, if that is what we're talking about, if you if you weren't yes, already sorry, aware. Yeah, on, on on the twelfth of January, um the the first half we just didn't get going at all. We 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 sat even, to be honest, Dylan, I think it all went wrong from the moment the lineup was announced. You could just tell oh, yeah, 100%. It, was, it was a it was a team that was set up to contain and try and hold on to a point or, or nick something at the end, which against a team who hadn't won a game all season was the complete wrong thing to do. And of course, it wasn't helped by the sending off of Ryan Fraser just before half time, but regardless of that, I just it wasn't good enough at all. I don't, yeah, no, I mean, like you say, they went the way we set up, it was set up as if we were playing Man City away with that team. And we allowed a fighting Sheffield United team, obviously, literally fighting for their the spot in the Premier League at this point, play the game. Um, I think we had, did we record a chance in the first half? I don't recall. I, don't, I, don't um, recall I know obviously Ryan Fraser so. got sent off and it, it, it did hinder the second half with 10 men, but I mean, watching the first half and the second half, there wasn't a great deal of difference. Do you want to no. think we would have been playing for 10 men? For the start of the game, to be honest, it was it was a shambles. No, it was, Carl it, Dolo, I think, had a, a massive performance in the first half as well. But kept us in it, really, to be honest. But yeah. Which, which well, yeah, the fact that we're yeah. saying that against a team like Sheffield United is, is that has hadn't won a game all season. It, we let them play. That's the thing. They we look like the side yeah, too. And it's not even Sheffield United. It's a, it's a position that they're obviously. Yeah, it's the fucking points on the board at first. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It, it, it... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I think no, I the, uh, there was a small. Sorry, what I was saying is, it's, I think I had about two. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's because I had two points on the board. Obviously, they haven't won all season, and you also take into consideration uh, the famous Derby season that they obviously the lowest points ever in a Premier League season. They also exactly. took points it, off. It, also, it's very typical of Newcastle. It, it, it was to allow it was very these much teams to play their game. Of course, Sheffield United have gone on to record another win since they have beaten Man United, which was um, it's a massive yeah. result for them. That, but whether I, I still don't see them getting out of it, to be honest, I think that they're still destined to go down. I mean, Chris yeah. Chris Wilder and Charge has done a fantastic job for them, and all credit to him. Like Sheffield United were a side that were just languishing in the Championship, not really doing much. I think they've been down to League One at times as well, and to get them where they have been of late, certainly last season they had a great year, and. You know, maybe it's that second season syndrome for them. The fact that they're not doing very well this year, but it, it was very reminiscent of Derby back in 2007-8 when you know a team that hadn't won a game goes and beats. So it is it is typical Newcastle United. Um, and in the next game, things didn't get any better because we were then we went away to Arsenal, a team that we'd already been beaten two 0 by in the FA Cup just a couple of days earlier, and then we got beaten three 0 by them yeah. in the league. Um, once again. I thought in the first 10 minutes of this game, because this was the, Bruce, the, the game when Steve Bruce had said, oh, the gloves are off and I'm going to do it my way after the horror show that was Sheffield United. 
the first 10 minutes seemed yeah. okay. We got on the ball a little bit, but then once Arsenal got into their stride, it, it, it just went back to just to what we've been used to of late. And it, it really was a, a, a dire watch. And 3 0 didn't well, flat, he set up, didn't he's, flatter he's Arsenal. Set up in- he set up in the in, he set up in the four four two. Obviously, he had Joel Litton and Armour on the side, Wilson and Andy Carroll on top. He he set up as he should have done the game before. Exactly. He set, he set up the game properly, the game he should have done against this, which makes absolutely no sense. Obviously, like you mentioned, he said the gloves were off and we got absolutely hammered. Uh, he said we we're going to do it his way. We got absolutely hammered. Yeah. So right. his way we we've been doing it for a season and a half. Just That's makes no sense. Um, obviously, Matty Longstaff came back in. I think Matty Longstaff is. He's been very underutilised, if I think, to be honest, overall at the minute, because it, I think yeah. centre midfield is probably a position that we lack at the minute. And I think he gives a lot of energy and he, he obviously likes to push forward, which doesn't seem we have a lot of players doing, whether that's the coaching or just the players. I'm honestly not too sure at the minute. But yeah, Arsenal just, I mean, again, like the, like the Leicester game, Arsenal are Arsenal at the end of the day. We yeah. always struggle. I mean, I, I think it's been quite a few years since we've took anything the last, from the Emirates. I think the last so, time we, I think the last time we, again, we got yeah. something at the Emirates was an Andy Carroll headed winner in 2010. Yeah. Which came just after so they, the 5 0 against Sun and tells you just how how poor our results have been in the capital at the Emirates. So, you know. But yeah, it's 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 like if you if you said to me before the game, yeah, it's going to be a way loss to Arsenal. I mean, it's fair enough. Like, I, like I said, I can say that, you know, I don't expect to win every game, uh, but it's the way that we go about it. No, and it's the way yeah. that we show absolutely nothing through the game to suggest that we might even get a point. It's absolutely. It's hopeless to wash your times. It so really is. I can take the result on the chin, but at least put some effort in. Do you know what I mean? The, 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 half the time they, they, they don't look like scoring, and that's it's a really worrying thing. Of course, today things have changed, but back then we just didn't we didn't create any chances, and on top of that, we couldn't defend for a team that sits back so much. We can't defend yeah. at times, which is really quite worrying, and. As I say, Arsenal's 3-0 win didn't flatter them at all. They, they deserved it fully. And we we looked like a side that was really slipping down and destined for a relegation dogfight, which for, for a side like Newcastle, after the after the torrid years we've had in two relegations in the last 10, it you know, it, it, it shouldn't be happening again. We should we should be learning our lessons, but apparently we're not. And again, in the next game, nothing changed yeah. again. It was it was Aston Villa away. Uh, it was another two nil. It was a two nil loss this time, and once again, it was a die performance. There was just there was no 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 fight, no no drive, no hunger, no 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 real chances just, created. Nothing nothing of that game comes to mind. No, no, nothing comes to mind at all of that game of what we did. I think one shot on target. I mean, it's standard for us these days. I think I think Jack Grealish was heard on the microphone at one point saying just just keep it moving. Uh, these are well, no, no, those those some words we probably shouldn't say at that point. <laughs> yeah. But um, he, he, spot he, he's on, right. He's absolutely spot oh, on. He's, he was absolutely right, and it it, it just summarises the sort of rot and run we've we, we've descended into. And just 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 to be, just to watch that, it's it's been horrible, hasn't it? Just but like they say, Aston Villa are another club who are doing strides better than us but in terms of a club standpoint like we should be at least on their level at least I mean like we put a, t- a point on the Twitter that when we won the championship they finished 13 in that championship table Jack Grealish actually won us the title when he, he scored against Brighton so I mean how have, how have we 
not jumped any further and they just keep flying on. I mean, obviously, a bit controversial. They might, might have should have got relegated last season, but I mean, it's just it's, it's it's just horrible to watch because these clubs that we should at least be on par with are just are running over us, just absolutely running over us. I know only two 0 but. We didn't stand a chance. We didn't get a foothold on it. No, Aston Villa looked very comfortable the whole game. Of course, the one positive of that game was the was the reintroduction of Alan Saint Maximan, who has gone on to have a good effect since he's come back. Mm. But yeah, just Aston, Aston. I think if you look at club size, Aston Villa and Newcastle are probably quite similar. Certainly in terms of their fan base, in terms of their history. But the fact that we yeah. were so far ahead of them in that championship season, and how they're suddenly now ahead of us that. It doesn't make any sense, but it's it's, it's, it's the just, sad reality that is because of yeah, it's not even just it's not even just the fact that they're ahead of us. It's the way they look. They just look miles better, like mm. just miles better. Not even just on the league standpoint, but just from a play. club structure, from the way they set up tactics, just everything. They just look, they just look, they look like Champions League when they play us. Just it's mental. Indeed, like we're, we're, and we actually look like a side who should be in a relegation dogfight. So, the fact the fact that we're all complaining, hundred percent, hundred percent. The fact that we're all complaining, and yes, it is valid complaints and criticism towards the side, but it just showed that things are the issues that we have are indeed real. Just just on that point, where do you put the issues down to? Do you, do you blame the manager? Because I certainly have done in recent weeks a lot. I I think um, our squad is yeah. is good enough for. I've maintained the squad we currently have is good enough for a top 10 finish under a more progressive style of coaching. Yeah, well, I mean, to bring the mighty Rafferin, in, you know, he obviously had a, a worse side and he finished 10th, so there's no reason why we can't mm. challenge for at least those kind of between the... Just before the Europa League, around about the 10th or 8th kind of spot. Yeah. Uh, in terms of if I bring it down to, obviously, Steve Bruce is an easy one to, to throw the... Throw the kitchen sink up but I mean ultimately it's Mike actually who's employed people like this yeah so it's the hierarchy that just it's the hierarchy that then ruin it and I mean Steve Bruce isn't a great manager but he has been put in an absolute rough position he should never have got the job in the first place no. so ultimately we, it is the top of the club that's the we, we, we all we all said at the start when he was appointed that it was it wasn't a good appointment and it just showed a lack of ambition to move on from the legacy of Rafford to not try and keep building and instead go backwards and, it, and it's yeah, probably yeah. shown that the fact yeah. that Aston Villa who sacked Steve Bruce when they were in the championship brought in Dean Smith and now have jumped ahead of us as we brought in Steve Bruce and we've lost Rafa that just it, it probably summarises the sort of the swapping position yeah. between us and Aston Villa in the next game we, we lost again at it home it shows the ambition it does it does in the, in the next game, we lost uh, 2-1 at home to Leeds. We actually managed to score a goal, which was positive after a run of not scoring. Um, Miguel Almiron uh, getting, on the, getting on the score sheet. But this is a game where I think we should have got something from the game. Certainly, the first half wasn't brilliant again. Leeds did what they did, played, how they played, and with free-flowing free attacking football, and got the lead in the first half with, I think it was through Rafinha. Yeah. Second half, Alan St. Maximan comes on, changes the game completely, in my opinion. We get the equaliser, Miguel Almiron scores, but then our shaky defence lets lead straight back ahead again, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I, I think based on the, the previous result with Leeds, we always knew going into that it was going to be a tough game, just purely based on how we set up and how they set up. Obviously, they're very attacking side. They like to get in your face, get the goals in. Uh, no matter how many they concede, they will try and score anyways. 
Uh, whereas us, we try to just make sure we don't concede. The goals might come, but just make sure we don't concede. Yeah. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. In that second half, when Alan St. Maxim came on, it looked like a completely different Newcastle side. You know, I actually enjoyed watching Newcastle play for the first time in in months. I mean, I, I remember mm-hmm. the last time I'd watched them play and actually enjoyed probably... I always go back to the the five the four one against Bournemouth at the end of last season. I, I, think I was agree. The last that time. was the last time we really did play well. I'd well, I'd possibly yeah. argue that the two 0 winners away to West Ham in the opening day of this season was a good performance as well. It, it was it it was it was a good performance, but West Ham were in a, a, and I know obviously Bournemouth were getting relegated, but West Ham were in a bit of turmoil. I know there was a lot of issues in the dressing room and stuff like that. So we played them at a very good time because obviously again they're another club that are flying no, high doing now. Doing really well, they're doing fantastic yeah, so, at West Ham. So, but yeah, yeah no, that, but that, mean, that game against Bournemouth at the end of the last season, we did, we we told, I mean, Bournemouth were destined to go down at this point, but albeit yeah. in fair play to Newcastle, we, we tore them apart and played them and played very well. But but that, that lead second half, I mean, we took the game to them, uh, well, the second half, we took the game to them, we got in the face, we got loads of shots off. The goal from Malmion is a great goal, you know, winning the ball high up the pitch, the little layoff from Callum Wilson. It's one of the better goals he's scored this season, you know, in the, in the short yeah. field that we've got. Um, we are very unlucky to, to not nick something in the end, uh, yeah, definitely. It, it, it's just was still a worry to me because even though we played well in the second half, we still didn't manage to get anything out of the game, which is a bit of a worry. Wow. The fact that we're still not yeah, picking up points. But of course, typical. that brings us on to today's result, which, as as, as we mentioned yeah, at the start, yeah, yeah. we've actually managed <laughs> to finally win a game. And not only win a game, but yeah. win away from home to a, to a top seven side in Everton. A Carlo Ancelotti Champions League winner. It just yes. had the double done over him by Steve Bruce. Yes, I mean, I've just been having a lot of chats with some of the people after this match. Um, I put a lot of that win down to obviously, I mean, obviously the players played very well. Callum Wilson was fantastic. Miguel Moron was fantastic as well. Yeah. And um, but the introduction of of this Graham Jones, this new coach. <laughs> now, yeah. It's an interesting one because you don't know how much influence he's going to ha- have had in the time he's been in. But yeah. certainly, I think it's enough to have had some sort of an impact because the side, the Newcastle side we saw today was miles better than anything we've seen in the past two months. There, were, there was in the first half, we pressed high up the field, we won the ball back in dangerous areas, and we created chances. Callum Wilson was unlucky not to score from a header in the first half, and of course, then went yeah. on to get two goals. Probably could have got a hat trick if, if he had not have hit the post with his other chance. So, and, and, and another chance is. Um, when it was still nil as well, when he just put it wide, he could have possibly been offside at that point, but I'm not entirely sure. But as I said, maybe Almiron was good, and I just think that this Gateshead Graham, this man, yeah, I think there has to be some influence there because for us to suddenly be that good after being that rubbish for the last few weeks. Can't just be down to the, the Steve Bruce suddenly finding the formula, in my opinion, because it's very it's very evident he's had some impact on that game. I mean, some of the, sorry to cut you off there, but some of the players that were kind of jumping out there that haven't, you know, Jamal Lewis had probably the best game he's had in the Newcastle yeah. shirt. And he's been looks very shaky the past few games, but he's you know whether it's Graham Jones, I don't know, but he's getting down on the sides, obviously winning the ball in the left back position. He played very well, obviously you mentioned. Miguel Almiron having a great game, obviously playing in his, his natural position by the looks of things, mm, rather than kind of being shoved on the left yeah. or right mid. Yeah, 
Um, Isaac Hayden being put back into centre mid rather than right back mm-hmm. or centre back or whatever Steve Bruce sees fit. You know, it's looking very natural. Um, Jeff Hendrick, I think, has kind of kicked on these last couple of games. I think he's been. There wasn't really any bad performances yeah. in the team at all today, to be honest. No, and obviously, Callum Wilson getting a couple of goals. I've seen him in his uh, post match interview that he's gutted that he didn't get three or four, which is the attitude that you love to it's hear. A great mentality, it's a great mentality to have. We yeah. scored no goals this season. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it was a fantastic performance across the board, and that massive three points into where we are. At the it is, it's, it's, it's a really big three points indeed. Certainly, we're not out of it yet, and we need to build on that. The game against Crystal Palace on Tuesday is massive. Of course, we, we, we beat Crystal Palace in, in the reverse fixture 2 0 at Selhurst Park. So, if we can do the double of them, that to an extent, if I look at the table, sees us, you know, we, we're on 22 points now after that game today. If we win that, we're going to 25, which, if nothing changes, takes us up towards sort of 12, 13, 14th, which, you know, it's just below the table. Yeah. There's there's not a lot in it across the board. If we we beat Crystal Palace on Tuesday, we go ahead of Crystal Palace because they're currently sat on 24 points, which, you know, considering as, as bad as it's been for the past month and the lack of results and points we've had, this crazy, crazy season that's been under COVID regulations with no crowds, it, it shows once again that even after such a shocking run for Newcastle, a couple of results can absolutely change things around completely. Well, yeah, and, and I go back to the point I was making before. It's it's The results are one thing, but it's it's the way that they were played today in comparison to the previous games. If oh, we yeah. just keep doing that, if I can have a team that I actually enjoy watching, you know, yeah, we might have some odd hiccups here and there, but if we can just play some football, Get some goals, you know. Just it's not we're not asking for a great deal. We're just asking no, we're for a bit of a performance. And today, if we can carry on doing what we did today, we'll definitely get some points on the board. We'll definitely stay up, and I'll enjoy watching us again. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's what annoys me the most about some of the punditry. That's and the, and some of the things that I said about Newcastle that we expect too much. We really don't, you know. At the minute, we're watching no. utterly crap football. That you know that there's no possession on the ball for most of the game from Newcastle. We we can't even sometimes string two passes together. It's it really is that bad. Never mind get a shot on target. And to watch that today was just the complete and utter opposite. It was a real juxtaposition for what we've been watching. And so yeah. it really is a positive. And if we can build on that and get another another couple of good results like that, and it, it'll really do 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 us the world of good. Not only in the results wise, but in just in confidence wise, because football is a confidence game and always has been. And if if, if your side has yeah. confidence. They're gonna they're gonna go out into every game thinking they can win, and I think the problem has been a lot that in this run that we've been on, we've been going into games, and then suddenly as soon as we've conceded the first goal, it's just been you know heads mm-hmm. down and heads have dropped. And yeah, I think a result like that today, and if we can get another one against Palace on Tuesday, will be so so important, and hopefully we'll put us on the road to safety. I mean, the fact that we're even talking about safety already is, is yeah. a little bit it's a little bit depressing, but. It, it, you're saying now that hopefully we can get above Crystal Palace, but I mean, we should, we should be above Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. no disrespect to them, but in, just, in terms of where we should be, it's, we shouldn't be hoping for results like this to push us you know, a couple of places above the relegation zone. It's, it's a bit sad, really. Um, no, but yeah, you mentioned Graham Jones, because Graham Jones obviously comes in. It looks as though you know, if Steve Bruce was to get the sack or Steve Bruce was he to would, move he aside, would, he would over, step yeah. in. Yeah. But I mean, on the touchline, he was he, he was, was the one. He, he was, was shouting the tactics. Yeah. If you ask, 
yeah, if you looked at the touchline, you would you would certainly assume he was the man in charge. Um, and yes, it, it was a bit bizarre seeing Steve Bruce kind of sit back and let this guy take over his team, supposedly. But yeah, it was it was yeah, it was a great performance. Great performance. Great performance. Great performance. Go on, Graham Jones. Yeah, oh, <laughs> there's been a lot of um, you know Graham Jones's playing way on me certainly. Yeah, we managed to actually just at times you know we we pressed high, we held on to the ball, could actually string passes together and create chances, which is something that we haven't seen for weeks at Newcastle. Which it, <laughs> Would it, it as I say a, re, a real positive there, and you know if, if we look ahead to the to the month ahead, obviously February, which we will have another podcast coming up at the end of February. In, in in February we have we've got Crystal Palace at home on Tuesday, as, as we mentioned. Then we've got Southampton at home, Chelsea away, Man United away, and then Wolves at home. Obviously, Chelsea, Man United away stand out as being games where you probably don't expect to pick up anything, yeah, or, or a point at most. But we beat Palace on Tuesday, hopefully. Southampton, you know, they were doing quite well, but they're currently sat 11th and now only seven points ahead of us. So a win against Palace, a win against them, suddenly sees us practically on the same points as them. Yeah, it's a crazy Steve. There's very little, I'd say, in it in terms of just across the board. Obviously, Sheffield United fell off a little bit, but even their recent win, they're, they're only three now three points behind West Brom, who are now losing. So it's, you know, it's anyone's game really at this I mean, point. I, th- I think just the season as a whole, the lack of crowds has had so much influence and impact yeah. on some performances. It, it, it's it's by far and it's by far, it's a very it's a very strange season. There's it the, the the crowds certainly do have an impact. I think certainly I think Sheffield United would probably be doing a bit better if they'd had their crowd yeah, because you know, they've I got agree. a good fan base to Sheffield United. And I think that would help carry them to a few more results. Certainly more than they've had already. Um, I think the fact that crowds haven't been in has probably been. Maybe a good thing for Newcastle and Steve Bruce, because oh, definitely, definitely, certainly Steve Bruce, because I think there's some some of the abuse he would have got from the from the from the crowds would have been quite bad. It wouldn't have been pretty. It wouldn't have been no. pretty if there was 50k 50k fans there. With Steve Bruce with the performances as well, because it's like I say, it, it, the results aside, just being in that stadium for an hour and a half watching what we've watched on the TV for the last few months, I mean, they wouldn't get away with it. Some of the players probably no. wouldn't make it at the stadium with the fans with the fans there. Yeah, although then you do you do wonder then if the crowds are in, do all those performances the same because do the crowds change it? That's the that, that's what no one will ever know. That's the thing. <laughs> yes, it's it, we've got it's no such idea a, it's really. It's such a crazy but... season. The the, the, the 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 lack of fans and the lack of crowds obviously has had a massive impact. And who who knows how things would look if they were back in there, and I'm sure next season, hopefully, over next season, crowds do some somehow get managed to get back in stadiums, mm-hmm. and hopefully things can return to some sort of normality. But it has been a crazy season, as we said. January has been a pretty poor month for Newcastle, but with a, a nice positive end, and hopefully we can go into February yeah. and build on that result today and pick up a few more a few more results. So, Dylan, any 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 final thoughts on that? Um, well, just a quick overview, obviously, rough month. We've got a nice little end to it. I mean, there was two cup exits as well in that month for Newcastle, both pretty torrid defeats, one against a second-string championship side. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, again, I, I don't, I do, again, I don't go into those cup competitions expecting to win them at all. Just won a performance, which which unfortunately hasn't come. Against, 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 a, side like, against a side like Brentford, you expect to be winning, really, but... Yeah, yeah. Again, no disrespect to them. They play good football in the championship, but it wasn't even their main team. I know Ivan Tony and that weren't playing. Obviously, they've lost players like Ben Rama. Um, yeah. So definitely should have been a semi-final at least for us there. But 
Well, what can you do? <laughs> yeah, as, as, as we say, it's a, a, a pretty poor month, but but a nice positive end. And hopefully, in a month's time, when we record the next one of these in February, we'll be with a few more a few more positive results picked up and be sitting a bit more pretty in mid table in the season. Thinking hopefully, clear of the relegation zone. That's, the that's thing, all yeah. I want. That's all, that, 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 that's the main thing. I think I, I fully agree. And and then just 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 to remain safe and see what you know that the summer brings and. If anything changes in the ownership, you'd like to think so, but we. I mean, who knows at this point? Who actually knows? Who knows what's going on behind the scenes? We'd like to think there'd be some sort of change, but the main thing now is we go into February on the back of a good result against Everton, and hopefully this that the form that we showed today can continue and we pick up a few more points. So, thank you all very much for watching, Dylan. Thank you very much for joining me. I will see you in a month's time for the next edition of this. Hopefully, we'll have another guest. Maybe we might. Hopefully, we might get Johnny on. We don't know this at the moment. Um. We can try, but on on that note, thank you all. Thank you all very much for watching, and how are the lads?